0: Uh, 27 minutes past the hour of eight o'clock. We have Brian on the line. Let's get to him. No? Yes, let's get to Brian. i Brian Fessler, Government Relations, New York State School Boards Association, uh, will help us, uh, better understand as far as the presentation, uh, yesterday by Governor Kathy Hochul regarding dollars, uh, and, uh, education as far as where they're going. There's been some increases and, uh, everything else, and, uh, We welcome uh, Mr. Fessler back uh, to the airwaves uh, here on L.I. News Radio. Uh, It is uh, good to have you, Brian, Government Relations Director of the New York State School Boards Association. So let's talk some education numbers with you, my friend. How did we pan out? Good to have you here.
1: Uh, Well, first... Yeah, thank you, and uh, happy Groundhog's Day. And uh, like I said, uh, another year, another budget. So uh, I'm happy to be with you uh, again this morning. And, uh, yeah, it, you know, I think what we saw uh, in the governor's uh, budget announcement yesterday and some of the associated materials and budget bills uh, that folks like myself get to uh, dig through Um you know, at the top level, there's a lot of positive. Uh, we always care the most about uh, school aid and funding for our school districts and students. Uh, and from that perspective, you know, I think that's uh, the biggest positive. Uh, the governor has uh, fulfilled through her proposal uh, her longstanding uh, pledge and commitment uh, that she has made uh, to fully fund foundation aid, which is, um, as, as you know, Jay, the largest uh, single aid category uh, for school districts, it, it drives uh, the largest portion of uh, operating aid that supports our school districts uh, and students each and every day and uh, and every year. So, at that you know initial reaction, uh, the fact that we see that in there, uh, you know, in the budget language is something that we're we're very happy about and very pleased to see.
0: Yep, uh, we talk about that all the time. Executive Director Bob Schneider, when he's on with us, the foundation aid, the formula. Uh, and for the first time ever, the budget proposal includes full funding uh, of the expense-based uh, aids that go to support a lot of projects. Uh, right, Brian, capital projects. Talking about transportation programs. Uh, what about students with disabilities? All covered there as well. Yeah, all those
1: uh, all those traditional expense uh, areas that uh, you know school districts uh, uh, spend on each day. Uh, the budget uh, fully funds the state share of those costs. Uh, that uh, is something we're pleased with. You know, it's kind of a uh, a base level of expectation I think for us. So, um, you know, we would have been very surprised to see that not in there. Uh, but the fact that it's fully funded, uh, you know, supports our uh, our schools and our students. Um, you know, and helps them meet their obligations. Um, on an annual basis. So that, on top of the foundation aid funding, you said it's the first time uh, it will be fully funded. Uh, the the uh, this the foundation aid formula and concept that was first enacted in 2007. And so, uh, as you said, you hear a lot about it, and you know your listeners, I'm sure, have heard a lot about it over the years. Uh, and that's because it's been a constant refrain that we wanted to get to that. Uh, point of full funding, you know, to support our students and to, you know, provide the opportunities uh, that they deserve and expect. Uh, And it recognizes the differences in need and circumstances, um, you know, across communities throughout New York. So uh, it's always important, uh, but in the immediate term, you know, it helps uh, districts respond to inflation uh, that we're all dealing with, um, you know, address staff shortages, learning loss from the pandemic, and really, you know, trying to build for Uh, a better educational future for our students, you know, this generation uh, and the next. So uh, the funding is always important, but I think, uh, uh, you know, especially uh, in the current circumstances that we're in.
0: Uh, We're talking with Brian Fessler, uh, does a great job, New York State School Boards Association, uh, Government Relations Director. Uh, Is every district, Brian, do they have access as far as Foundation Aid is concerned?
1: Yeah, so uh, it's, you know, it's a complicated, complex formula uh, that uh, runs through a number of factors. Uh, and at the end of the day, you know, some districts uh, see more than others. Uh, and part of that is intentional, like I said, recognizing the differences between uh, needs of a district and needs of a community. Uh, and so, you know, some districts in a given year might not see any additional dollars uh, under a strict read of that formula. But we all know that all districts, uh, you know, uh, face increasing costs, uh, uh, you know, even in a normal inflationary environment and have needs. So we always uh, stress the need for all districts to see uh, at least some minimum increase in foundation aid as their main, you know, uh, operating aid. So we were uh, pleased to see uh, the governor recognize that need. And so. Uh, all districts are guaranteed uh, guaranteed to see at least a three percent increase uh, in foundation aid. You know, in a perfect world, would I love to see that number? You know, be four, five, six percent as a minimum increase. Um, you know, given the restraints uh, or constraints of the property tax cap and inflation, as we talked about, um, I would love to see a number higher. But I think, you know, as a starting point, the governor recognizing uh, the importance of that minimum increase that all districts will see at least a 3% increase in that main state aid category, Um, you know, that's a positive takeaway from our perspective.
0: I was also looking at this one-year extension of retiree income waivers. And does that provide kind of a bigger pool regarding teachers are concerned? You know, you kind of expand that, uh, maybe bus drivers, uh, you know, All that as far as other experienced professionals, you know, supporting kids and all doing this probably without the pension benefits involved to sacrifice, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, You know, this is one of those uh, probably, you know, smaller,
1: less sexy items in the budget, but it's something that is important to schools uh, and that uh, the School Boards Association here, you know, on our member uh, school district's behalf, uh, has stressed the need for, um, you know, a lot of industries are facing staffing shortages, you know, especially in, you know, high skill areas. Um, and uh, our our school districts are not immune to that. And one of the tools, uh, you know, in the short term, this is not a, you know, huge solution, silver bullet type thing. But one of the tools in the toolbox is to bring back uh, the uh, retirees, you know, whether they had been in a school before or other um, public employment uh, sector. And so the fact, uh, you know, there are some limits as to how much they can earn if they're a retiree collecting pension. Um, but, you know, the needs uh, are immediate and they're significant for districts. So being able to bring back that retired teacher for a year um, or bring back that uh, retired state worker who has an interest in uh, you know, driving a school bus for a year or two. Uh, the, a waiver um, so that those employees are not penalized in terms of their pension benefits, like you said, expands the pool. It helps school districts respond to uh, the, you know, the short-term staffing shortages. Uh, and, uh, you know, supports our students because it gets an experienced uh, educator in the classroom or it gets a supportive community member driving that school bus. So, uh, again, not a silver bullet. It's not going to solve all of the staffing shorting, the shortage problems for school districts. Um, but we know it's helpful and it's immediately helpful. So we are pleased to see the governor uh, recognize that and include that in her budget proposal.
0: Pleased to not read. Mr. Fessler, is that of meals, you know, the universal school meals uh, for all students. And especially, you know, with the uh, the program expired, you know, the pandemic uh, era meals program expiring. Uh, I mean, what what is the prognostication to get lawmakers to get on the side of giving that giving out these meals again?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, if there's one significant uh, uh, disappointment from our perspective in terms of what we saw yesterday uh, with the governor's uh, executive budget proposal, it's the lack of inclusion of that uh, universal school meals program. As you said, during the pandemic, uh, there were federal waivers and processes in place uh, to allow uh, all students um, access to uh, healthy breakfast uh, and lunch. And sometimes that included meal drop-offs, sometimes that included, uh, you know, students and families uh, going to the school building that was otherwise closed for classes uh, and picking up meals. Uh, For a number of students um, each year, each day, whatever their particular situation is, um, uh, you know, that might be their only, uh, uh, you know, sustainable um, and dependable uh, access point for healthy meals so we because those federal waivers expired uh middle of 2022 we were hoping to see the state uh pick up uh that gap um so we were disappointed that the governor did not include that proposal in there uh you know that supports hundreds of thousands or would support hundreds of thousands uh, of students uh each day across the state you know i'll be honest i think you know uh, the bar is high uh, in order to, uh, get that into a final budget because of how our budget process works in New York state. The governor has a lot of power and authority in that process. And it, it's about a $200 million, uh, price tag, um, for that program. You know, we think that's worthwhile in support of I said, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of students each and every day. Um, but, uh, that's a significant piece that the legislature would have to add or, you know, in, in, uh, Uh, state capital, state budget speak, you know, they would have to buy that back. So they would have to exchange something uh, in order to get that included. We are going to continue to talk about that need and why it's critically important uh, and necessary for students, you know, uh, 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 physical health. But then that also translates to their ability uh, to be, uh, you know, productive learners uh, in the classroom each day. We're going to continue to uh, share those stories and stress that point. And hope come April first, uh, the governor and the legislature uh, can find a way to make that happen. But uh, yeah, you know, it's it's it was a pretty significant disappointment to not see that included uh, within the governor's plan yesterday.
0: Uh, governor massively increasing education spending this year. I think it's thirty one point three to 34 thirty four point four, right around there billion dollars, which is a ten percent hike. Uh, even with enrollment in the biggest school district, New York City really kind of falling when you think about it. So uh, an interesting number there. We're going to keep an eye on the meals and everything else, those programs. And hopefully a lot of these dollars uh, putting into good use. They need personnel. They need guidance counselors. Uh, yep. That's the biggest thing as well to add uh, to these institutions uh, because they are outnumbered by far, students to counselors, massive ratio. They need to kind of close that gap, I think. Uh, and we'll watch that as well. Sir, always good to have you to analyze.